With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, ready to go on this Monday, as we always do every Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. We're your therapist here. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Kind of a wonky weekend in sports. College World Series. Kind of a wild game, wild weekend. And you got a national title game coming up tonight. Victor Wembayama comes to San Antonio and the stars come out. We'll talk to one of those stars, Sean Elliott, who went to dinner with Victor. He'll join us coming up in a little bit. Baseball in London. Uh, I didn't realize baseball was in London until I'm flipping around and I go, that doesn't look like a major league ballpark. It was London. Was it meant to be a secret that they were going to London? Because I'm going, wait a minute. Uh, ESPN had one and Fox had one. The unveiling of Derek Jeter with uh, Big Poppy and A-Rod. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. And uh, thank you for downloading the app to watch the program. Our radio affiliates around the country, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio as well. We should get an idea tomorrow if we're going to take the show to London at the end of August. Notre Dame and Navy football game. And uh, we were going to go to uh, Dublin there. Where did I say we were going? London. Oh, we're not going to London. We're not. We're going to go to Dublin. Yeah. We're going to let people know that we're going to be going maybe (laughs) to uh, overseas. But it'll be uh, Dublin. Not London, but uh, we'll let you know tomorrow. We'll get official word if we're able to pull this off. We would be doing a couple of shows over there, but we'll uh, give you a heads up. And if you're waiting for Tailgate Moonshine, the watermelon version, that is going to happen probably in the second week of July. We'll let you know when that's available to go to danpatrick.com to pick up a bottle or two. Poll question today is going to be what, Seton O'Connor? We got a bunch of them here, Dan. Uh, let's see. We started talking this morning uh, about Victor Wenbanyama, right? <laughs> and all of the hype leading into him. Yeah. Who gets more primetime games next season, the Denver Nuggets or the San Antonio Spurs? Oh, wow. I'm going to go San Antonio Spurs. Kind of feels like that. Well, there's a forced relevancy here with Victor Wambayama. He comes in, and we're waiting to see him. Nobody was waiting to see Joker play. Nobody was waiting to see Greek Freak play. And it took a little while. Like Zion and Victor Wambayama are similar, that there's so much hype surrounding them. We were waiting to see their coming out party. 
Joker, people still begrudgingly are going to go, okay, I'll watch again. Nice bounce pass. Uh, another triple-double. <laughs> it's like triple-double used to be a big thing. Like, oh, my God, Russ had another triple-double. Joker has a triple-double, and nobody's going, wow. It's like, uh, all right, that was nice. Nice little win there for the Denver Nuggets. A Greek Freak's more exciting. But it, you know, it, it still took a couple of years before people bought into, boy, this guy is really good. I remember watching him going, if he ever gets a jump shot, it's over. He will be unstoppable. Now, I, you can make an argument he is unstoppable now, but Joker has become the best player in pro basketball right now. But it took a while. Victor, we're waiting. We want to see him right away. I want to see how he's going to do against some of these other big men. By the way... I saw a report where the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves may have to decide which big man they want to keep. And the guy who is going to change the game when it's all said and done, Carl Anthony Towns, might be available. That didn't take long. Game changer? (laughs) The game changer is available? Yes. I saw that where, first of all, they made a stupid move to get Rudy Gobert. And then you got Carl Anthony Towns, and I think they're realizing, ah, we, you know, we got like uh, you know, $400 million tied up in our centers here. Maybe we need to get rid of one. Yes, Paul. I hesitate to bring this up because I didn't think Timberwolves <laughs> basketball would play in June, but I don't know what they're doing. I saw the headline. Timberwolves, this is the, one of the lead headlines. Yeah. The center Nas Reed agrees to a three-year, $42 million deal. First of all, Nas Reed appears to be a center for the Timberwolves. Yes, he and, is. And, uh, you know, he's a nice player. Bangs in like 11 and 5. Great. I guess that's worth $42 million, but... It feels like they're going counter where they want a huge lineup. Like, remember Arizona basketball when they had like those big guys back in 35 years ago? What are they doing? Are they trying to counter the three point shot with all centers? I don't know what they're doing, but it feels like Carl Anthony Towns, the game changer, may be on the move there. You have three centers. If you have three centers, you don't have one center. But Carl Anthony Towns on the move. Yes, Marv. He could just move the small forward. Hmm. Game changer. Well, he could be a point guard. Game changer. He could be the coach. Yeah, point center. Yes, player coach. Game changer. (laughs) He really said that. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah, he could do it all. Pat Bev was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah." You know, this is equivalent to uh, Vince Young calling the Eagles a dream team. And, like, you just say one stupid thing, and then it sticks. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Oh, what happened to the dream team? Yeah, but, you got, somehow Michael Vick got blamed for that. But yeah, that's like, just it. Vince Young wasn't even the starting quarterback. Yeah. And then Mike Vick's got to go, dude, will you shut up? What's this dream team Oh, stuff? what happened, Michael? Mike Vick, I thought it was a dream team. Bro, I didn't even say that. You're holding a clipboard going, hey, play like a dream team. Yeah. What? Come on, guys. You're making me look bad over here holding the clipboard. Dream team. Let's go out there and win some games here. Somebody who changed the game. All right. So Victor Wambayama is going to get more airtime, it feels like, than the Joker does. Is that just be, it's just the hype leading yes, into it, yes, right? Yeah. Joker came in fairly yeah, he, anonymous. He, he kind of tiptoed in. This is the new guy. He's seven five. It's easy to spot him on the floor. I, I thought Chet Holmgren was going to get more games, national games, than Joker this last year until he got hurt in uh, preseason. I, it's we're waiting for the new thing, the next thing. And, you know, it's one of those where you know the Joker's not going away. You know, much to the chagrin of uh, certain analysts that they're like, oh, God, this guy's boring. He is in his prime. He's going to be there. They're going to be there. And you have to deal with it. You may not want to watch it. And it may not be, you know, a ratings bonanza there. But 
he is good. That, now, that'll be a fun game. If you get Joker against Victor Wambayama, just to see how a veteran and a rookie and what you know Joker will do and what Victor Wambayama will try to do, that would be fun. Greek Freak against Victor Wambayama, that would be a lot of fun. I guess the first time Victor Wambayama sees LeBron, plays against LeBron, I mean, that'll be fun as well. Yes, Marv? All of those games will be nationally televised, so it's going to be Victor against any primetime top-notch player. Yeah. So, yeah. Steph, LeBron, Joker, Embiid, Giannis. Yeah. All nationally televised. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, Paul. And what's interesting about Wambayama, unlike like Zion, we watched him play, what, 30 games at Duke. We saw it. We saw it. We knew exactly what we're getting. You know, I don't think anyone in America has sat down and watched a, a European League game that he played in, unless you watched it on YouTube or some online system. Yeah. It was, oh, by the way, here's some highlights of Victor Wambayama. Until he came over and played in the G League, his team played a G League team. That's the first time you saw him in a game. And I always tell people, don't look at the highlights. Look at somebody and how they get those highlights. And, you know, there are times when you go, that guy's unbelievable. But if you watch in a game, he may dis like Anthony Davis can be unbelievable and should be the Greek freak. But then there are times when he disappears. And, and but if I just showed you the highlights, you'd go, man, that guy, he is a wrecking ball. And then if you watch, you'll go, oh, he's been on the floor, but he hasn't done anything. Certain players, certain time creating highlights, how good are they in the context of a game? That's why people, you know, almost begrudgingly had to watch Joker and acknowledge him because they had to watch the NBA Finals. And then you watched him against LeBron. And then you understood. That's what makes him great. And even then, you can't define it. You just watch it. There's certain athletes where you go, I don't get it, but they do it. Uh, I've, I've used this reference before, and I even used it, used it to John McEnroe. I said, how do you do what you do? And he goes, I don't know. I just do it. And certain people, greatness, they don't know. They can't explain it, or a painter can't do it, or an artist, a musician. They, they can't explain it. They just do it. And Joker, you know, to put him in that category of, I don't know how I do it. I just do it. Because at times you're thinking, he just kind of looks like this big guy running into people. But there is, there's texture to his game. There's form to his game. There's touch to his game. There's footwork to his game. There's acknowledgement to his game. There's IQ to his game. And, and sometimes we don't like to spend time on that stuff. Like, oh, God. You know, I don't want to hear about the labor pains. Just show me the baby here. You know, give me a nice 360 windmill dunk. That's what I want to see. None of this crisp bounce pass back door. Hey, keeping the ball alive on the, on the glass. All righty. What else do we have, Seton O'Connor? Well, I don't want to start the weekend off on a negative here, but we're getting a little feedback on your take on the London game. This person wrote, ESPN must not have been advertising the England game on Entertainment Tonight because they're pumping it all over the place. <laughs> Well, I okay, I got that box back there, the, the baseball <laughs> box, but I didn't know. Todd, that, that's right behind you on the air hockey table. Did you go get that? I got that in the mail from Fox. Wasn't that like a Jeter? Yeah, that was the welcome to the team Derek Jeter, but I didn't know that that was to announce that they were going to London. Did, did I miss that? I just got that late last week. Let me go look. Hold on. A yeah, well, just open it up and, and let me hear Kevin Burkhart 
announced the starting lineup because that's all I knew. Okay, here we go. Wait, you're going to have to bring it up here, Seton. Yeah, you have to bring it up, put it on your uh, regular microphone here. So close it up. So it's a little box. looks like a shoebox. No, it's a, it's a baseball. It looks like home plate. Join the Fox MLB crew alongside myself, Kevin Burkhart, <laughs> and A Rod and Big Poppy, and you can tune in Saturday, June 24th, and tip your caps to the captain as Derek makes his Fox Sports Studio analyst debut. That'll be live from the 2023 MLB London series. Uh, oh, I missed that. Well, it took a... it. You know what? They buried the lead. They made it about Derek Jeter. Yeah. It... Why did they do that? Make it about London, not Derek Jeter. Yeah. Okay. Full disclosure, how many people knew that there was a baseball game, two baseball games in London this weekend? Marvin, you knew. I only knew because I was watching the College World Series. Okay, but so you knew this weekend, <laughs> prior to this weekend. Oh, the answer is no. Okay, Paulie, did you know? I found out Friday afternoon. I saw okay. uh, Waddle and Sylvie in Chicago were doing their show from London, a sports radio show in Chicago. And I was like, what are they doing in London? And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Todd, did you know? I was watching Sports Center highlights, and they happened to mention that the Cubs Cardinals game was played in London. I'm like, okay, they're in London for that. Okay, so you just found out. I just found okay. out a couple of days ago. You found out after the game. Yeah, I was, I was watching highlights the highlight. of the game that was already played. Seaton? Oh, no, yeah, I found out this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no kidding. That's fun. I wonder why they went to London. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, no. And, and the audience is correct that if it's not on Entertainment Tonight or Access Hollywood, then I might have missed that. Yeah. That's funny, man. Yes, Tom. Tim Kirchner was interviewing guys with a British accent. I still didn't know why he was doing that or that he was even in London. Do you guys know the tall, handsome guy named Tim Kirchner who talks baseball? Why don't, why don't you see if Tim Kirchner will join us on the program? Let's do that. All right. Yes, Paul. I saw that the Cubs player Ian Happ had two home runs for them in London. He sounds like he's from London. Ian Happ leading the, for the Cubs. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a wild scene. We, I thought he was a pitcher. Oh. Is Ian Happ a pitcher? Is it Hop? Is it Ian? Hop. <laughs> but, yeah, they did not... Uh, they sent us the box, but I thought it was about the Jeter announcement. I didn't think it was about London. Yeah, I thought this was the unveiling of Derek Jeter there. By the way, there is, uh, there's a lot of forced, forced laughter on that Fox set with A-Rod and Jeter and Big Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Big Poppy fooled him, tricked him into a Red Sox jersey and, and then laughter. Uh, so Ian Happ is not a pitcher, right, Mark? He's currently playing outfield for the Cubs. Oh, okay. Right. Maybe that's why the Cubs aren't doing so well. I thought they had there was an Ian Happ who was a pitcher. <laughs> Maybe not. Jay Ahab. There you go. Oh, okay. Whew. Blue Jays pitcher Jay Ahab. Blue, 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 blue Jay. No, no, you can do that. You can go. Give me stat of the day. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Here comes. Here comes that what stat of the day. Yes, Paul. Should we recap odd first uh, segment references? Jay Happ, Ian Happ. Did we throw a Nas Reed from the Timberwolves? Yeah. Uh, John McEnroe? Yeah. Anyone else? That's some pretty random stuff for segment one. Let me see. Anything else there? Well, we lead the league in randomness. Yeah. 
when it comes to you know name dropping, there's a chance you can have your name dropped on this show. Uh, Kevin Burkhart, uh, we mentioned him as well. Yes, yes, he uh, or uh, yes, for upon two. further review, Jay App is a former baseball pitcher, played for the Phillies, Astros, Blue Jays, Mariners, Pirates, Yankees, Twins, and Cardinals. No longer. With a ball club. Okay. But there was a J.A. Happ. That's okay, the thing. that's the point. That, that, that's okay. I, I said he was a current Blue Jays. Who so cares? Who wrong. cares? <laughs> yeah. It, it, hey, it happens. Oh. It happens. Yeah. He saved it. it. He just saved it. It happens. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. Only one place to collect them all, but they need trading cards, the official trading cards of this program. For instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start to continue your collection now, PaniniAmerica.net. Okay. How about we take a break? Sure, why not? All right. We'll come back. We'll get to phone calls, settle on our poll questions. Sean Elliott, who went to dinner with Victor Wambayama the other night. Greg Popovich, I believe, went to dinner as well. And uh, the picture was really surprising when I saw that. I was like, I know him and him and him and him. And that's Tim Duncan. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat, rebounds, points, assists, and more. 
Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. We don't need to do this because Fritzy missed Yacht Rock on Friday. Thank you. I love this song. I had to show him some love. He that missed nice. Friday. That was nice. It's his fault he missed Friday. Oh, come on. That was a nice gesture. We had cheesesteaks on Friday. We had Yacht Rock on Friday. We had donuts. I was watching and listening from my sick bed, and I wanted to be here. That all, well, some of my favorite things were going on Friday. Yes, Marv. Well, he's damn sure not getting donuts or cheesesteaks, so I just wanted to throw him a bone real quick. <laughs> You're a kind fellow. I appreciate it. I ate the extra cheesesteak. <laughs> What's on your uh, cooking, uh, your uh, cookout playlist this Friday? Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe we uh, we work we work on that today. You know, today's a good day to work. Yeah, on we it. work workshop on Monday to see if maybe we have uh, kind of a interesting music selection coming up on Friday. Yes, Paul. You know, Marvin went to that '90s trivia thing last week. Maybe a series of songs that define the '90s, mm. and it'd be what if we each volunteered one to Marvelous. That really says this is the 90s and music, good or bad. Five picks. All right. All right. You don't seem enthused. Dan does not like 90s music. Yeah. Yeah, I am very territorial, and it's sad. I shouldn't be. There's a lot of great music, Uh, and I do listen to a lot of music. But, I, you know, I'll find something in the 90s. That maybe reflects my vision. Do you want to go 1890s? 1890s. Oh, is that what we're talking about? Some Baroque, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Carl in Virginia. We'll give you our best and worst. Hi, Carl. Hey, Carl. Come on in. Hey, Dan. Uh, First time, long time, 510 and uh, Chris Farley, Chippendales 300. All righty. I was calling. You've been doing uh, random names comparisons to Victor Wembanyama, like Ralph Sampson, and I couldn't help think of a perfect seven-foot comp. It was uh, center played for the Heat, the Hornets, and the Sixers. Really defined an era during the '90s. Okay, uh, but not Alonzo Mourning. No, of course not, Matt Geiger. Oh, well, people have been waiting to uh, to talk about Matt Geiger. Like, we never give Matt Geiger enough attention. Thank you, Carl. I believe that's a callback for uh, Carl talking about Matt Geiger. Was that... What was that? We had a, was that last year where a guy wanted to know why we didn't talk about Matt Geiger? We, were we at the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think we were. And somebody called in and he was like, I missed the Chris Webber, Allen Iverson, <laughs> Matt Geiger. And everyone was like, wait, did he say Matt Geiger? Matt Geiger doesn't miss no. the Matt Geiger era. I missed his nine and six nightly. Although Matt Geiger, I think, had one or two good years in Philadelphia. Can you check Matt Geiger's stats? Yeah, you're shoehorning good years, DP. Okay, good year. In Philly, he uh, you know he started 40 games in 98. Hell yes. Yeah, 99. You're not going to keep him on the bench. 
13 and a half, seven rebounds. Okay. Mixing an assist and a block. All right. Okay. All right. You know, another guy I miss is Matt Harpering. Oh. You never you never hear his name that much anymore. Georgia Tech. Another Georgia Tech guy. And he could shoot from the corner. He, uh, that's, that's me in the corner. That's three in the corner. Yes, Marv. I miss Lester Earl. Lester Earl. Let's just start naming just random NBA players. The Matt Geiger era. Ricky in Virginia. Hi, Rick. Best and worst of the weekend. Good morning, Dan. How are you doing today? Great, Rick. Uh, yeah, I'll just uh, got got two besters for you. No worse. Um, first, I want to talk about me and Polly Braves going into Cincinnati and stealing two out of three from your Cincinnati Reds, the hottest team in baseball. <laughs> and then secondly, Dan, uh, <laughs> birthday dinner with my mom. She turned 63 years young today, so happy birthday, Mom. Oh, so I'm just feeling better, Todd. Yeah, happy birthday, Mom. What is the bet you have on the Braves that they're going to win the hundred the most wins in I, baseball? I made this hor- horrendous <laughs> bet. I, I saw the Braves. I forgot all about that. Paulie came in one day. He goes, Braves are going to set the all-time single-season win record. And I go, okay. I'm drinking for free in Atlanta next time, but I'm going to definitely take a pie to the face. I think you were drinking when you made the bet. Yeah, I think I said the Braves would break get 116 wins or more this season. They would break Seattle's all-time record. Yeah, they're 50-27. and 27. There's still time. If I did the math, that means they'd be 152 <laughs> at one point. I think they would need to get a lot hotter than what they yeah, are. Yeah, I would think so, too. They're the second best team in the bigs. You know, the Rays have the most wins. Bill in Portland. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Good morning, Dan. Dan Etz. Hey, bud. 6-1. Soft. Too pity. Soft. Soft. I've heard some okay nicknames, but get your boop boops ready. Okay. I've got the winner. Okay. Victor's from France. He's going to get a lot of blocks. No one's going to be able to drive the lane because they won't be able to get through the French blockade. French blockade. All right. All right. We'll, we'll add it to the list. I, I think we've got more phone calls on Victor Wambayama's nickname than we have on any other topic in a while. In a while. We're, still, we're still fascinated with that. Uh, Carrie in Kansas. Hi, Carrie. What's on your mind? Hi, I just want to wish my ex-husband, Jimmy Waters, the third, a happy birthday. You want to wish your ex-husband a birthday, happy birthday? <laughs> yes, yes. He's uh, six foot in the South 190. <laughs> okay. Did you call him yourself and wish him a happy birthday? Yeah, he watches your show every day. He's a big fan. And why is he your ex-husband? Oh, boy. Well, just... Just because. <laughs> okay, but you still love him. Well, well, yeah, he's the father of my kids. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. All right. Well, then, uh, uh, happy birthday to uh, Carrie's ex-husband. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And it's uh, and and just like that. Well, <laughs> just because. You know, sometimes you ask the question and it sort of leaves you and you go, ah, maybe I bring that back. <laughs> Why are you divorced? Well, uh, it's a, yeah, it, it, you, you had the possibility for a great story. Right I thought there. Yeah. I thought there might be one. Uh, shoot your shot. But then it could be really bad. Yeah. Yes, Paul. Maybe this is a way of making amends. Mm. I mean, a shout out on a big time, well listened to national radio but show. But ex-husband. If she called in seven years ago, they'd still be together. Mm. No. She did say the third time. 
Didn't she say something about the third? No, no. I think she was giving his name and then adding the third like we do. Like oh. Russell Wilson Jr., the third. Oh, I thought she was like calling in to wish him a third happy birthday. No. Yes, Don. And then you asked her, but you still love him. Well, he's the father of my child. That's not a great no? answer. Okay. That's a, I have to because I'm stuck. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound like they're getting back together anytime soon. We're never, ever getting, getting back, back together. together. <laughs> my friends talk and your friends talk to me. I like that Taylor Swift <laughs> said to her audience, stop bullying John Mayer. Or anybody she dated, stop bullying. I said, okay, okay. All right, Tay-Tay. If you say so, I'm going to stop. I'm not going to be bullying John Mayer anymore on well, this show. They certainly put an end to, uh, the Swifties put an end to a relationship with that dude from the 1975 pretty quickly. Matt Healy? Yeah, they really yep. swarmed on that one. Man, you do not want to mess with the Beehive nah. or the Swifties. Nope. They need full approval. One Direction. I I ran into one that fan base in in New York years ago. But you're tight with them. Well, I I, I like One Direction. You know a couple of the guys. Yeah, Niall. Niall. I had beers with Niall at the London Olympics. He doesn't remember, but I do. Very nice. Very nice guy. He was spilling beer like he he would be gesturing and he'd be talking and have this pint of beer and he would be you don't. I would be listening to him, but I would try to avoid, like, here comes, a, you know, a dollop of beer coming my way. But he kept calling me, you're the, you're the sports guy, right? You're the sports guy. And I said, yep, I'm the sports guy. He goes, you know where I'm going? I go, no, where are you going? I'm going to Ed Sheeran's apartment. You're going to hear about him. And I go, okay, he is a great songwriter. And he wasn't famous. And all of a sudden, you know, my daughters go, remember when Niall said that uh, he was going to Ed Sheeran? I go, I don't even remember who he was going to. He goes, yes. Remember he said Ed Sheeran's going to be a big deal. I go, you know what? You're right. Uh, Maybe I couldn't understand him a little bit. Uh, Best and worst of the weekend. Todd, how about you? Best. The high-flying Angels get 25 runs on 28 hits Saturday in Colorado, including a 13-run third inning and eight-run fourth. Back-to-back-to-back jacks. Two players went five for five. Your final, Angels 25, Rockies one. Worst of the weekend, Astros waste a fifth inning grand slam by Alex Bregman. Dodgers come back to win 8-7. Eight, eighth inning balk by Houston reliever Ryan Stanek, who proceeded to lose his mind when he was called for that balk, which he insisted he did not Seton do. O'Connor, best and worst. My best of the weekend, uh, there's a player uh, who just committed to Ball State, a golfer named Happy Gilmore. Real name. How about that? Adam Sandler reached out to him. Yeah, Sandman reached out to him. Yes, That's... Sandman reached out to him and... Uh, I don't know if Happy is his real first name, his given name, but uh, he goes by the name of Happy Gilmore. And Talk about off. paying off the bit. Yes. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know what's a kid, 17, 18, whatever, however old he Pretty is. Pretty good. Well done. Yeah. Uh, my even more bester uh, of the weekend, though, I came across the DP Takes a Gamble Instagram account today, which I hadn't been keeping up with. Okay. Um, and that's a shame on me because it turns out, especially this weekend, it is a treasure trove okay. of good now, content. Dylan is our graphics guy. He's part of the gambling podcast with Bad Larry, Shay, and Irving. Shay was there on, was he there uh, Thursday for the opening round? And he was getting in trouble early. And then Dylan was placing over-unders of how many beers and how many hot dogs that he was going to have 
on Friday when he went out for the second round of the golf tournament. Well, I don't know how those bets did, but I do have some tallies for you, and I was damned impressed with uh, young Dylan. Okay. Dylan, uh, according to the DP Takes a Gamble Instagram account, 13, this is Friday, he did 13 beers, a cocktail, two glasses of wine, five hot dogs, one crab cake sandwich, (laughs) half a cheesesteak, and it's not on this graphic, but rumor does have it, he also had a steak dinner after all of that, a late night steak dinner. Uh, they, uh, the phrase that's going around is not all heroes wear capes. Um, but Dylan, <laughs> he's a legend. He, what a unit, uh, first team, all performance drinker. No, he's a unit. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, the, the, the fella, he was impressive this weekend and, uh, I'm proud of him. He said he was trying to do 18, 18, 18, <laughs> 18 hot dogs, 18 beers, 18 holes. And I go, why don't you do 18, nine and nine. Why don't you do 18 holes, nine hot dogs, nine beers? Do you think he felt worse the next day after all of the booze he drank or all the food he ate? Because I'm going to guess it's the food. Yeah, I don't think the, the booze would bother him. Five hot dogs. Well, that's a lot of booze. Uh, five hot dogs, a crab cake sandwich, half a cheesesteak and a steak dinner. That is... Some heavy lifting for a Saturday morning. And that's why the podcast is called Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble. (laughs) Characters like that. I haven't heard from Shea and Irving since Thursday, so who knows what happened to him. He might might be in trouble. He's like, Danny. Well, he's supposed to be on the wagon. And he's going to marriage therapy. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, he goes Thursday to the golf tournament. And uh, he was already in his cups when I talked to him. Yeah, Paul. First of all, I respect Dylan for having half a cheesesteak. You know, that shows discipline. He would have gone with a full one (laughs) if you're really out of control. If you look at the pictures, just to people on radio, he looks like John Daly's outfits on Pablo Escobar. And he's at a golf tournament. Just that's the best one I can come up with. And he's got it's like he's got three hands. There's there's two one beer. and He's got a beer into the crook of his arm like because he doesn't have another hand to work with. And then a huge sandwich in his left hand. Yeah. Good for him. Hey, I can't afford good help, yeah. but he does show up. Does. Marvin, best and worst of the weekend. I'm going to start with the worst. The Colorado Rockies, not their 25 to one loss. It was their uniforms. They okay. were wearing like the green alternate uniforms. Oh yes, yes, I looking saw like that. the license plate. Yes, yes. So yes, they yeah. deserve that loss. Okay. Uh, best of the weekend. The BET Awards last night. They honored Bobby Caldwell. Oh, our, our, all right. About time. Hey, so, you know, they had the in memoriam. Yeah. And so, you know, all the people, black entertainment, television, everyone, and usually everyone's black. Bobby Caldwell got some love. <laughs> and obviously because we thought he was black for 25 years. So all shout right. out to Bobby Caldwell. R.I.P. R.I.P. Bobby. Yes, uh, Paulie. Uh, Marvin took mine there with the beat team. <laughs> Bobby Caldwell. So I'm going to have to adjust. God, I had that planned. Uh, my best of the weekend, Ty Floyd, the pitcher for uh, LSU, 17 strikeouts. What an unbelievable game for LSU to keep them alive. What a great ending on uh, Saturday night, I should say. The uh, reporters and people on ESPN were calling Ty Floyd fever. That the, uh, Ooh. Yeah, because they're striking out so much okay. against them. Okay, Ty Floyd. Worst Ty of the Floyd. weekend, and I'm going to defer to Seton O'Connor on this one a little bit, but USA Soccer just about losing to Jamaica the other night. I mean, they got bailed out late. That was a bad draw. I know we don't have our full team assembled. I'd like to know a little bit more of why and what the status is. Well, yeah, that wasn't even like the B team that was there. That was more a C team. Mm-hmm. And that those are guys who probably have 
either no chance of making the first team or are young guys that they're hoping will eventually get there. So like Brandon Vasquez, he's a guy that they're really high on. Cade Cowell, that's another guy that they're really high on. They get a little run there. Some other dudes, uh, it's a lot of MLS players uh, as opposed to the guys who play in Europe. Um, I know that's a little bit of a controversial thing, too. Um, like if you're a Euro snob or an MLS homer kind of thing. But this was a lot of MLS guys. So it was far, far, far from our best team. And that Jamaica team is actually kind of stacked. They have a bunch of Premier League players um, that are that are really, really good. So um, in a, a year where we have to rest other players like Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, our, our main guys, these are the guys that play in the Gold Cup, and you're just trying to get some younger guys some experience internationally. All right. Far more than five good soccer seconds, but uh, we, we allow we, it. We could do an easily five great soccer hours, Dan. Yeah, easily. I, I know. We didn't even get into Greg Berhalter and if he chose the lineup or not. Yeah, who's pulling the strings behind the scenes? Uh, we can say, do you want us to save it, tease it for the next segment? Taylor Twelman joins us next. Alexi Lawless joins us. Then. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. See, that's actually the big problem, is that the guys who are doing the broadcast, <laughs> they're treating these players like they're actually our best players. So, like, Alexi Lawless is talking like like these dudes Pauly, are actually Pauly, important. why did you do this? I like seeing why, you. And instead, he why? should be saying, like, just so you guys don't, like, freak out, these mm. aren't our best players. These are, like, guys that are just trying to figure it out. Yes, Marv. I was just going to ask Seaton. Because if we had Gio Reyna, you know, Christian Pulisic, Weston McKinney, all of these guys, we would have destroyed Jamaica. We're in stoppage time. We're in stoppage time right now. We're going to pens? That's penalty penalty kicks. What, Marv? I was going to ask. No, no, we're not. Realistic expectations for next Let's take a break. We're going to have more phone calls coming up. We got Copa America coming up. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Things come to those who wait. The Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise. Took no time at all. Set up a test drive your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Don't leave him open. Sean Elliott, Spurs TV analyst, won a championship in 1999, two-time NBA All-Star, and went to dinner with Timmy and David and Manu and Victor Wambayama and Coach Pop. Uh, How does the dinner come about, Sean? I think it's something the Spurs have planned for a while, Dan. You know, it's something that uh, they put together to just kind of welcome him to the city and welcome him with, you know, guys that he kind of grew up uh, watching play and and the icons uh, basically of the organization. So it was nice to see uh, Big Dave there and nice to break bread with Timmy. Timmy's like Howard Hughes, you know, he's just like a recluse. (laughs) You see him every once in a while. You're like, Hey, you know, Hey man, what's going on? I mean, he's just, he's always in hiding. Uh, And, and to have Manu there was really special. And, you know, the thing I loved about it most, Dan, I'll be honest with you is when he walked in just to see the expression on his face when he saw David and he saw Timmy and he saw Manu was something else. He said there was like a reverence there. Oh, was and he surprised he, was, he didn't know that Duncan and David were going to no, be I, I, th- I think he knew, but it's just that, you know, it, it, you know, I'm an old curmudgeon, right? And it, it's nice to see a young player that, you know, appreciates the history of the game and appreciates those guys that came before him. And you could tell that he really appreciated those guys. Was there a game plan during dinner? No, no, not at all. Uh, we just, uh, you know, Pop told me when he called me, just, hey, just, you know, welcome him, and you guys can ask him questions, and he's going to ask you a lot of questions, and that's basically what it was. And, 
uh, it was nice because, you know, everybody around the table got to go around and talk about their NBA experience and, and, you know, what you can expect and, you know, give him some, some tips and some pointers about how to prepare himself, how to uh, get ready for the season, how to endure the gruel. And so it was, uh, it, it was a lot of fun, but, you know, on his end too, uh, he's a very, very mature young man, Dan, and he asked all the right questions. I mean, I, I think we all came away from that dinner just even more excited, more enthusiastic than we'd ever been. Give me a for instance, what was he asking? Because I was more curious about he was what he was asking more than what you were telling him. Uh, just questions about how to prepare your body, how to get rest, uh, what the travel schedule is like, because uh, you're coming from playing 55 to 60 games to playing 82. Uh, I think he wants to play as many games as he possibly can, but he's already somebody who uh, is very in tune with eating the right way, getting his rest. Uh, you know, he he asked us all if uh, you know how, how can you get enough sleep on the road. I mean, what what, what kind of young person <laughs> asked that that question? I mean, most guys are like, hey, what's the best club to go to in Philly or New York? You know, he's asking how he can get rest on back-to-backs. And so, uh, again, just uh, you know, really mature and wise beyond his years. But I'm wondering if you said he could emulate David Robinson or Tim Duncan style, mm-hmm. which, yeah. which, which path would you point him? Or maybe somebody else, but just the fact that those two legends were there. Uh, I, you know, I think he's going to be who he is. Uh, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to Dave and Tim. I, I've said it over and over again that the reason – you know, the real reason the San Antonio Spurs have been successful for 20 plus years, 25 years is because David Robinson and Tim Duncan didn't read the superstar handbook. They're not divas. They're not full of themselves. Uh, they don't feel like they're bigger than the franchise, uh, very coachable guys. And he fits that mold perfectly. Uh, you can ask for a better young man to now take over the reins, but he also reminds me of what Steve Kerr said about Seth Curry. I mean, about Steph Curry, excuse me. He said that he's very comfortable in his own skin. He's not trying to please a certain crowd. He doesn't care about all the noise on social media. He's just going to go on and be himself. And, and uh, you know, he sets high expectations for himself. And that's, uh, that's what he looks to. He doesn't look for, you know, outside noise. Talking to Sean Elliott, Spurs TV analyst and two-time NBA All-Star he may not have expectations. He may not want to listen to those uh, that noise, but we're going to have expectations. You're sure. going to have expectations. You're going to go, okay, what can we expect from him? So what is, what is fair to him to expect this rookie season individually and team-wise? Well, I, I think you're asking me and you're, you're asking the Spurs organization. Uh, you know, I've talked to Pop about it uh, a little bit, and it's just you know, our expectations – are realistic. I, I think fans' expectations are always unrealistic. The media's expectations are, you know, they're way out of whack. Uh, he's 19 years old. Uh, he's going to have to have an adjustment to the NBA. It's not going to be easy. He understands that. And so for me, I'm thinking, uh, you know, we're going to be a much better team, obviously, because of him. He's going to make everybody else better. I don't know how that's going to translate into wins, but. Right now, if you if you ask Pop, he'd tell you the same thing. It's not about the wins and losses. It's about developing and getting better and getting a foundation for his NBA career. So I, you know, I'm looking at this team. I think we're going to, yes, I think we're going to win more games, obviously. I think we're going to win a lot more games. But 
I can't talk about playoffs or anything like that because, you know, there's so many variables that go into the season. But do you think there, and I've said this, it feels like there's the transition will be easier defensively than offensively for him, that he will be instantaneously impactful on the defensive end. Yeah, you... yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any question there, Dan. Uh, you know, I, I've heard people talk about, uh, you know, he needs to bulk up and he gets stronger. I, I think that I, I just don't buy into that. I, I really don't. Uh, this isn't the eighties or nineties anymore. This isn't wrestling with a basketball in the court is in their era. The bad boys, the NBA is not nearly as physical as it was back then. Uh, so he's going to get, and, and by the way, Playing in the European League and the French League is a lot more physical than playing in the NBA. And he's been playing as a professional since 15 or 16 years old against grown men that are 25 to 30 years old. So it's not like guys are going to beat him up. That that doesn't happen anymore in this league. So I I expect him to be very effective on the offensive end of the floor. But you're right. I'm more impressed with what he does on the defensive end because if you're somebody penetrating, you get in the paint. You're thinking about how in the world am I going to get this shot up over this big guy? He's going to block a lot of shots. He's going to alter more shots than he blocks. And for an offensive player going in there, he's going to be in the back of your mind every single time you enter the paint area. And not only that, Dan, he can move his feet for a guy who's seven foot five. Yeah. So on screen and rolls, he's not a liability. He's an asset. He can he can switch if he has to on a point guard, and he can space guys. Have you seen the tape? He can space guys you know, five to 10 feet and still intimidate or block the shot. So uh, I'm more impressed. I mean, we could talk about watching him defensively. I'm more impressed with what he does defensively than offensively. Uh, I think you're spot on there. Sean, the Spurs put out a social media video where Victor is shooting jumpers. Mm -hmm. They got to show him making the jumpers. (laughs) He he made two dunks and like a (laughs) 12-footer. Is Popovich trying to tamp down the expectations? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so I'm going. What are you doing? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know. I. Who takes any stock in in that? I mean, it, it's fun to, to to laugh about it for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they need to edit that that uh, film a little bit. But hey, I, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not judging him after you know on three missed shots. I mean, there's no way. Uh, finish this sentence. If David Robinson doesn't hurt his back, 1996. Uh, oof. If David Robinson doesn't hurt his back, well, it was his foot. First off, he broke his foot. I thought he, had, um, uh, I thought... he had back issues his whole career, but he broke his foot that year. And that's what kept him out a uh, majority of the season. And I'll say if David Robinson doesn't break his foot, no Timmy Duncan, no dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. And Pop came on, didn't he? Yeah, Pop took over for Bob Hill that year. I think we were 3-15 and 15 at the time. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, who knows what happens? Who knows if, if Pop is here? Who knows? But, you know, I, I tell you what, uh, Pop really did a phenomenal job that year, even though we didn't have David and – uh, we went into the lottery. You could tell that guys were playing hard for him and knew exactly what he was doing. And he was changing the mindset on the defensive end of the floor. So I think when I sat back and I watched it, and when Dave watched it, we knew that Pop was going to be the right guy for the job. For some reason, I thought it was his back. 
he, but he did have back issues. He did. You can have your guys check on that, but I'm okay. sure that it was his. He he broke the outer bone in his foot, and that's what kept him out. Of that might of be one of the great injuries in the history of sports, Sean. Prob- probably. I mean, you get Timmy Duncan out of it, and you turn it into a 20-year run of greatness, and then uh, you have these four or five years where you're down years, and you happen to get uh, Victor Wimbanyama. But you know, the fact that we get Timmy and the way he was as a human being, as a teammate. Uh, you know, kind of, it still reverberates. And then you have a guy like Victor, like I said, he walks into the dinner and he sees Tim Duncan and you could just see his expression <laughs> and how he held these guys in such high esteem. I went there Tim's rookie year to one of your practices and you guys made Tim carry all the basketball. Like you guys, I'm not hazed, but I remember that you, you put him in his place when he came in and here he is, you know, the franchise savior. Pretty crazy, isn't it? I mean, uh, you know, we weren't the type to, uh, you know, really give it, you know, big time to guys. I mean, uh, when I was a rookie, I had to carry bags. I had to help un- unload bags off the carousel every once in a while. Uh, but that was about it. Now guys have to, you know, bring donuts to the facility. But I can't imagine these guys hazing Victor. Oh, I, I, no, I, no. I think they'll, they'll give him a little bit of crap. They'll give him a little bit of crap. I, I hope they do. A few menial tasks, you yeah. know, but it won't get too bad. Uh, everybody keeps uh, calling in. They're, they're trying to give Victor a nickname. Um, we have the, the French Prince instead of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> uh, the, the French Chise. <laughs> the French Chise. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, like, I like that. Okay. I, 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 could, I could roll with that one. How about Escar Goat? Escargot. <laughs> <laughs> You're a broadcaster. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Hey, Escargot is awesome. But we got that. That one is going to be 20 years on from now. Oh, let's see. Let's see how the career develops, and we'll call him the Escargot. Uh, do you have a Michael Jordan story for us? Oh, uh, I mean, yes. I you know the the one story that I tell people. I, you know, Dan, I still tell people that Michael Jordan is the most underrated player in the NBA. <laughs> really? You know, I, you know, yeah, you know why I say that? Because wow. every time somebody has a hot month or a hot year, a hot month, they, they go on a roll, they, you know, there's a side screen, Michael and this other guy. And, you know, people just forget that there are two sides of the floor. They, they don't take into account competitiveness. You know, you can compare Michael's stats, but you can't compare the drive, uh, the determination to win. Uh, it, it's almost insulting when a guy, you know, comes out and has a 30-point or 35-point month and you compare it to Michael Jordan. That man was an absolute beast on the defensive end of the floor. He was the greatest defensive player that I have ever seen. And when people start comparing People just because of numbers, I think it's I think it's a travesty, and I, I think it's people don't know basketball. But I will say it was our second or third year we went to Chicago and we were beating the pants off of them. I think we we're up twenty five in the middle of the third on a TNT game, and all Phil did in that second half, the fourth quarter, is ran like a uh, uh, four corners, and I was guarding Michael, and he was throwing up. You know, you see that shot that he threw up in the Gatorade commercial? I say that was child's play. The stuff that he was doing in that fourth quarter, I I had to guard him. And basically, 
they would get the ball off the glass, give it to Michael, spread the floor, and he's coming right at me one-on-one. <laughs> and it was a guessing game. That's all it is. Is he going left or right? So half the time, I was guessing incorrectly. I was guessing wrong. And he was getting in there. The tongue was coming out. He's flipping <laughs> balls off the glass left and right. And the crowd's going crazy. He stole a pass, dunked on David Robinson. We ended up winning that game by one or two points. Oh, boy. And it was one of the greatest uh, performances that I've been a part of. And it was just fun. It was just, you know, for me, it was a lot of fun to be on the court at that time. You know you could get embarrassed every time you're playing against him. Yeah, but so what? So what? I mean, you're in good company. Yeah. You're in good company. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you get you get a chance. You know, I, I told people that when I guarded Michael, for me, Dan personally, it was a thrill. If he scores forty on you, so what? You get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Take on that challenge. Why would people be afraid of that moment? I I don't understand that. I would take it as a challenge, and I would relish every moment of it, even if he dunked on me. Could you take him now? Oh, no question. He's all, he's out of, all, out of shape, smoking cigars. I'm about to go lift right now, man. I'm about to go, about to go throw some kettlebells around. He, he worked <laughs> out Brandon Miller, and he shot an air ball from the free throw line. Yeah, yeah. I don't doubt it, man. What hey, happened? Golf swing's, golf swing's not the same as a jump shot. Oh, come on. That's embarrassing. Huh? I'm still in reasonable shape, Dan. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, you know, free throw, yeah. You shouldn't airball free throw. No, I don't care. No. Especially when you were showing off, shooting them blind, or, you know, shooting them with your <laughs> eyes closed in the game. <laughs> Great to connect with you, and uh, you'll have fun this season. Thanks for joining us, as always, Sean. Appreciate it, Dan. It's been too long, man. That's Sean Elliott, former Spur great. Uh You know, you go back to uh, the, the great people the Spurs have had. Not just great players. They had great people there. Yes, Paulie. I got the explanation on the, the back foot thing with David Robinson. That 96 season, he started the game, started the season. He missed the first 18 games of the season with a back injury. And it was rumored that he may not make it back at all. They tried to bring him back in the late December. He played about six games and then broke a toe in his foot. And while rehabbing, he was he had the, both the toe and the back oh, that year. Because he was going to have surgery on his back. It was a combo platter. I'm reading all the articles about it. The toe made it worse. Okay. Made it harder for him to rehab the back. And then between the toe and the back, they, whether you believe what you want to believe, they shut him down or he mm-hmm. had to miss the rest of the season. <laughs> but it was a toe and back combo. I think I could come back. No, no, you can't. Yes, I can. No, no, you can't. We would like to get Tim Duncan. Uh, but the Celtics had the, uh, the best opportunity. Boy, that, that chain. Wasn't that Mercer and Billups that they took? It was. Yeah. Billups got traded pit, pit, mid-season. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember oh, Rick Pitino. Oh. That changed. That changed a lot of things. All right, let me take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow after this. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.